Well, I kind of hope to see tomorrow, but, uh, you know, it's that's artistic license there, I think. I can't tell you. Think how much our lives would be if we just had our own theme songs. You know, ones that we would pick, of course. I'm not so sure you want other people would pick. We'll go back up to the break here, folks. Rick Wagner getting it right here on Kansas City, KGLN, a bunch of different places. We are very happy to have you here. Listen, I wanted to bring up, too, that a lot of the stories we talk about and things we talk about, of course, you can uh, access by just going to our webpage. Nothing there to, you know, distract you, no pop-ups, no things floating across. You have to, you know, click on to get rid of nothing. Eh, that's selling anything, anything. It's at uh, the Rick Wagner Show, the rickwagnershow.com or politicalviking.com, one word. We're simple here. I have two ways to get there. And uh, so you can go there, see a lot of the stories, there's some good videos up. Some I probably ought to change have been up for a while. I can't resist having Art Laffer up there explaining the Laffer curve. Sorry. And there's a great video, of course, on a World War II vintage uh, Marine Corps video on knife and club fighting. Uh, I leave that up for those of you thinking to visit Los Angeles, uh, Portland, New York, places like that. You need to refresh your skills a little bit. Feel free to use it in the full screen mode and practice your moves slowly uh, just to kind of brush up on it before you go to those cities. Denver, too, apparently now. Listen, before I go any further, because I don't want to forget about this, there is something on that webpage I think you would really find interesting. There's a story I have, and I've actually got the video up within the story in the middle part of the page there. A Tacoma police officer. They had an incident in Tacoma a few days ago. And with the body cam footage, and it's not all body cam, it's just it's pretty fascinating stuff. Uh, a guy just uh, decides to start shooting it out uh, in Tacoma. He has uh, two long guns, one looks like an AR, two handguns, and starts uh, rampaging through this neighborhood. And the Tacoma police arrive. A lot of body cam footage, good body cam footage. And he shoots, I want to say, 15, 16 times, and I think they respond maybe nine times with it, chasing him through the neighborhoods. He's blazing away at him. It's riveting stuff and frightening. Uh, good audio and good video. What really adds to it is whoever put this together for about for the Tacoma Police Department, this video is uh, someone who needs a raise. What they've done is they have cut in the camera video from like ring doorbells and video cameras that this guy's running by in the neighborhood. So periodically you get some video doorbell camera footage of him running around in addition to the body cam footage that they're running. And then they've also at least twice, I recall, uh, pull up Google Maps and show the positions on the satellite image of this neighborhood of the officers and the suspect which is really so really something to see. I mean, it really helps you grasp what's going on here. And it really brings this crazy danger situation home, especially with these rounds being exchanged. Having, having been in you know, a situation where rounds have been fired a couple of times, the thought that always jumps to your head, assuming they don't hit anybody, is where are they going? Remember, I mean, it's not like on TV. It's just this idea that if the bullet leaves the weapon... And it doesn't hit a person in the show, in the TV show or whatever. It just apparently disappeared. In reality, of course, we know that isn't true. And this guy's shooting at what turns out later on to be a two twenty three. And as the officers are trying to keep their situation managed through fire control, he's blazing. Where are these rounds going? I mean, we're hearing these terrible stories out of a lot of cities now of people just being shot at their tables, children in the yard. It's just some just horrific stories. 
So I was thinking about that, too. But the way it's put together, and then there's some uh, black screens with some description of what's happening they insert, too. The whole thing outside of the event is just fascinatingly well done. I really want you to see it and take a look at it. Just go to the website and click on the video and watch it there, or you can click on the link, you know, which is in the, the headline I have on there, and go to, I think it's on Blaze Media, you can go and read it and look at it there. But you can look at it right on my website, too. And uh, you can even click on it, and it'll become full screen. But uh, it's a fascinating bit out there for people. And what it's really interesting, just uh, from a individual interested in firearms, is the officer that shows up out there pulls up. You see his body cam uh, video, and he pulls up, and you see him just uh, get his case out, pulls an AR out with a holographic sight on it, a red dot it looks like, and just uh, pulls it out, uh, leans up against the vehicle, gives it a minute, and bang, 183 yards. It's about 580 feet. I have to think about it. Um, one shot, guy's down. And apparently the guy tries to, sh- after he's down, apparently gives a self-inflicted gunshot wound itself. And that's near as I can tell from the video. But it's well worth watching. It really... Uh, you know, you can watch it on a couple of levels, like what's going on, and these, and the second level is these officers are doing a fantastic job, and thirdly is, wow, how they put this together in a way that I can really follow it. Very good. I just, said, I just wanted to put that out there because it's really something to see, and uh, it's just some idea what really well trained law enforcement officers still do. I mean, every day, sometimes in different places across the United States, some of these things happen. So, uh, I know I'm biased that way, but it's, it's pretty impressive. So let's get back to uh, what's happening oh, around the world and stuff, too. Uh, nothing to really see here, uh, of course, to be concerned about it. But another story I, I found that was not widely talked about that I found pretty interesting and a little chilling. I'll just give you the, uh, the headline here from the Daily Mail. Four Russian warships and three Chinese naval ships spotted off the coast of Alaska. Oh, okay. <laughs> that seems something that might be of interest. The story has some things in it that also make you wonder, geez, what's going on here? So a U.S. Coast Guard ship, Coast Guard, all right, I wasn't aware the Coast Guard did a whole lot out there. This is the Aleutian Islands we're talking about. Okay, I think that, keep that in mind. It becomes kind of interesting later on. And the Coast Guard is out there. I mean, I know they have a base or two in that area. Boy, it's some rough seas, especially when it gets to be winter. It says they came across a guided missile cruiser from China. But it turns out it wasn't alone. This is about 88 miles uh, that's north of, uh, which is Kiska Island, which is not that far away from Kodiak, I think, if you look on the map. But anyway, uh, now, first of all, are we supposed to be watching this? Don't we have satellite imagery? Aren't we supposed to be doing something to see if, like, essentially uh, seven enemy or relatively unfriendly warships are cruising around off you know, it barely in international waters off of Alaska. And this Coast Guard cutter, which is by the name of the Kimball, by the way, which is a 418-foot vessel, just happens upon them. Shouldn't you think that we might have been able to detect that in some way? I mean, what are we doing? I thought we had uh, some sort of satellite technology. Is it all in the Ukraine now? Is all of our all of the lenses on our satellites pointed to the Ukraine only? I mean, it's, this is I found that a little alarming. This happened to come across it. So this Kimball, the, the Coast Guard cutter, says it's it's based in Honolulu. I, I had to circle that. Does 
Am I kind of forgetting my geography? Would you guys unfold the map or look at the one? I'm sure you all have in your wall of the world, but isn't Honolulu kind of far away from the Aleutian Islands? <laughs> it's hard for you to imagine that the Coast Guard cutter is based in Honolulu. I'm going to guess at some point, you know, its original base of operations was Honolulu, and it's probably coming off Kodiak or someplace like that, because that's where they uh, scramble the C-130 Hercules air support, which also makes me wonder what air support was the C-130 Hercules providing, because, as you know, those are transport aircraft, mostly. I'm just The whole thing's kind of curious. I, you know, I'm sure there's things I don't know about. But uh, it's a, one of them's a missile cruiser, so, you know, that's a little interesting. And uh, here is a, else what I thought. that They brought this up in the article, and I wanted to get it to your attention here in a second. Let me turn the page. They went back and said earlier, about a month ago, the NATO Secretary General, Jens Stoltenberg, warned about China's interest in the Arctic and Russia's military buildup there. Huh. I've not heard much about that. Probably because it makes us look bad, and we're not doing anything about it, and we don't have the military organizational wherewithal uh, we probably need to. So, as in true American uh, media fashion, we just pretend it didn't happen at all, and nothing's going on. Ignore it. Better to figure out important things, like uh, that Jessica Simpson lost 100 pounds last year. How did that happen? That's important. Anyway, uh, Russia apparently has set up a new Arctic command. And has opened hundreds of new and formia, formia, <laughs> former Soviet-era Arctic military sites, including deepwater ports and airfields. That seems something that might be of, worthy of comment. Also, China has declared itself a near-Arctic state. It's pretty far away from the Arctic, really. But it's apparently it's a near-Arctic state. And uh, as part of their deepening strategic partnership with Russia... Uh, they have also decided to build the world's largest icebreaker. So if none of that doesn't make you feel a little worried about what's going on, I don't know, because it certainly does me. And it bothers me for a couple of reasons. Biggest one is that I have to just run across this out there as I'm scanning you know, various news sources during the week for the show. And I watch the news pretty pretty regularly, and I spend time trying to find things out so that I can talk to you guys about it or bring it up, you know, at least for you to think about. And so it's not like I'm not looking. So coming across something like this that seems it's troubling, and it seems as though it ought to be better reported, and it's not. And, of course, where do I find it? A British newspaper. I didn't find it someplace else. It may have been someplace else, but it was a little hard to find some if it is someplace else. So you have to go to foreign papers to discover it. You know, that we have Chinese and Russian warships rumbling with our Coast Guard cutters in the Aleutian Islands into the vaguely international waters of that. And that's where you have to find that information. Phew, not good. Talk to you soon.